0: Welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast discussing entertainment, news, and reviews. I'm your host, Preston, Joined as always my delightful co-host,
1: Bat-Matt. It's me, I'm Bat-Matt.
0: Matt! What should people do?
1: Like, subscribe, tell a friend, but check out our tic-tac. Ch- Tick- tickety
0: Check out those orange tic-tacs. Tic-tacs? Yeah. Yeah, that's what those are called.
1: That's the thing. Yeah.
0: Was I the only one that liked the orange ones?
1: No, the orange ones were bomb. Okay, that's what I thought. Mint ones are for grown-ups.
0: Yeah. I probably like the mint ones now. Yeah. Damn it. I hate that. <laughs> I hate having things happen where it's like, man, I like this better than that one now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm an old person.
1: Taste buds change. Yep. Both metaphorically and literally. Yeah. I was reading something interesting about that. Um, kids' taste buds are much more sensitive to like sweet and sour and bitter and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have like the learned knowledge of, hey, this thing is poisonous or this thing is dangerous. Hmm. And so, if they taste something poisonous, they have to be able to spit it out immediately, whereas a grown-up can be like, "Oh, I know this is poisonous," or I know that this is bitter tasting but it's actually okay for me. So, your palate kind of refines over time. Interesting. Um, and then kids really like sugar and sweet because well, it gives them a lot of energy and it's calories and stuff which is good for growing bodies. So, like the eat lots of fruit and stuff, but for grown-ups sugar is and sometimes a little more aggressive, so.
0: Hmm. All right.
1: Yeah, it's a thing.
0: Well, Matt, what you been up to?
1: Uh, Reading about how taste buds change over time. Apparently. apparently. No, this is an old thing. I read that a long time ago. Uh, I've been up to some stuff for once. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Well, so we, we did have, our short stories we thing. We did our short stories thing.
0: Do you want to save that to the end, do our other what you been up tos, and then we can do like a little.
1: Yeah, short story in because that's probably the one that people are least excited about. Right. Yeah people so um i've been watching a lot of pretty good tv recently okay. you know good luck charlie clone wars moon knight to some extent it's really refreshing to watch some really good tv again yeah better call saul season 5 oh damn it's on netflix and i got through it in about 3 days flat cuz <laughs> holy cow so good so good
0: <laughs> man i got to watch that I I still am surprised that that show is as good as it is. It, I haven't seen any of it at all. Yeah,
1: no, it's it's genuinely spectacular. It's it, it's really close to being on par with Breaking Bad. Um, it's just it's very different, mm-hmm. um, kind of in the the story it sets out to tell. Um, it does a good job of avoiding falling into the prequel trap of just like oh you know where people are going yeah. And it loses stakes. It it does a good job of placing people in the story that you get really invested in, but that aren't going to end up in Breaking Bad and you don't know how they get removed from the story. Right. Um. And then it is a lot of, you know, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are both a lot about the characters, mm-hmm. right? To almost the highest extent, it's just about the characters and their their journeys and their arcs. And so seeing... Characters go from point A to, and you know what point B is, but seeing that trajectory, mm-hmm. seeing the choices along the way, um, the lead him to that, that path yeah. is really satisfying. Um, one of the characters, uh, Mike, you remember Mike, he yeah. kind of gives a speech at one point to um, Saul where he basically lays that out exactly. He's like, look, you might not like where you are right now at this moment, but your life has been a succession of choices <laughs> over time. And those choices have led you inexorably to this moment. And it's like it's nothing that you haven't heard before. It's yeah. reheated, repackaged de- Force of Destiny stuff, but in context, it works really well. The actual lines are really good. The delivery is—I mean, we love Mike. He's—he's mm-hmm. he's a delight. He's a little terrifying, but he's a delight. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and it's just—it's oh, really good. Um, it's a little slow. It's a little artsy. They spend like a solid minute watching. Um. Focusing on uh, some ants, just completely skeletonize an ice cream cone. Okay. Um, it's pretty great. There's a i i was thinking about this. There's probably not another show that could get as much mileage and as much character energy out of watching two characters delight over the closet space in a house. <laughs> and it, like, there's these two characters, they're very delighted about the closet space in a house, and you're like a little bit heartbroken. It's beautiful, and I don't know quite how they pull that off. I mean, it's just the the characters are so well drawn, and the, yeah. like all of them have their own little idiosyncrasies and um, fears and hopes and dreams and wants, and you can combine those and recombine those in yeah. all these interesting ways, and it's just, it's, it's really, really good. Okay. Really good. Yeah. I'm probably going to get AMC Plus at the end of the summer, just like a free trial so I can get through season six. Okay. Because that's airing right now. Gotcha. I just have to avoid spoilers till then which is weird to say about a prequel again, but like there's three or four characters that I'm like, they don't exist in Breaking Bad. I don't know what's going to happen to them. It's entirely possible that they could be dragged off in the middle of the night by the cartel and shot, or they could just kind of quietly fade out of the story. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm eager to find out.
0: Or they take off a Mission Impossible mask and it turns out they've been Walter White the whole time.
1: Bum, bum, <laughs> da, da,
0: As, Walter White hasn't appeared at all, has he? No,
1: he's going to this season. Okay. We, we know that that, that he will. Um, they've gotten... They're, they're getting close... At the at the end of Season 5, they're getting close to um Breaking Bad starts. They're gotcha. laying a lot of the groundwork for pieces that are going to be part of, of Season 1.
0: I don't know why. I think... I've been needing to go back and watch Breaking Bad mm-hmm. a lot, but I've always just kind of looked at it, like, I've always been thinking about it as just kind of this, like, what does the word ephemeral mean?
1: Um, sort of impermanent, like, it's something you can't really nail down. Without body? That's a much better way to say it. Than okay, perfect. Enfer-
0: the- ephemeral good show <clears throat> that I've needed to go back and rewatch. Yeah. I don't know what just happened in my ADHD brain, but it Mm -hmm. just kind of replayed a lot of things from like season one of Breaking Bad that I Mm -hmm. genuinely loved. Mm -hmm. And I suddenly am really excited to go watch it. I'm probably going to start like Monday. Yes. (laughs) I don't know why.
1: Tonight is already a victory.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because I've been like a a lot lately. I've been watching stuff. Like Kaylin's been going out to hang out with her friends and stuff like that. And I will Mm -hmm. just like take an edible and then watch a show. Yeah. I'll get into that in a little bit. That's why like, Last time I finished like three shows. Yeah. That's what my Watch of Monopties were about. Yep. I've been doing a lot of things that I've been meaning to do. Mm hmm. Yeah. So uh, i got to watch Breaking Bad and then I will get around to Better Health Saul. But maybe by the time I get around to where season six is, they will have season six on Netflix.
1: Could be. Probably. Unless
0: Netflix has completely gone under because they are raising the prices of things and trying to crack down on sharing passwords.
1: Yep. Because they're shedding subscribers. Yeah. Which. I, Seems I, to be we saw this coming. Yeah. Well, not having studied the issue in any detail whatsoever, this feels more like a um, Netflix is panicking about a pretty natural market correction after the pandemic. Right. There's a lot of people that were like, OK, I'm spending a lot of time at home. Let me try this Netflix thing for a few months. And they found some stuff they liked and they watched it and then they kind of stopped getting utility out of it now that yeah. they've resumed sort of normal True. patterns. Also, a lot the competition of, of streaming services. Well, yeah, sure. That's that's so going to be. We'll find more of value too. in the
0: Disney stuff in general than, than HBO Max. Like honestly, mm-hmm. I could probably get away with just Disney Plus and HBO Max. If my parents decided to stop having Netflix, mm-hmm. I might not get it myself. Okay. Oh wait, no, we're on her parents' Netflix now, which was really annoying <laughs> because I had my algorithm set. Yep. On my profile, and so. The agreement was they get access to our my hbo max uh um, ah, and we get their netflix fair trade kaylin was really tired of not having a profiles and her profile was on her parents yeah and so i went made my profile and then i went through and then i liked everything that i've seen mm-hmm. and then chose some of my favorite movies that i've seen like mm-hmm. there will be blood like a bunch yeah, of stuff yeah. like that and just like fast forwarded through the entire thing to have it have been watched okay and like did a whole bunch of stuff and it actually worked like okay. after about nice. like one day, like a couple hours of just like doing that, like mm-hmm. I was like watching YouTube videos on my phone or whatever while I was doing yeah. it. Uh my it's it's solid. I made the mistake of getting um too early in that whole process doing the uh um full metal alchemist brotherhood oh, part yep, of it. So uh, I got really heavy anime yep. for a second. But that is <clears throat> now on HBO Max and so I can ah, wipe the anime from my wonderful um from my Netflix stuff.
1: So. Okay. Perfect.
0: Dude, algorithm, algorithm crafting is an art. <laughs> yep. So, what else?
1: Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, I was going to have had something else, but then plans changed. Gotcha.
0: Alright, well I'll get into mine. Um, I've been watching a lot of Black Mirror.
1: Oh, very good.
0: Netflix has a really annoying thing with Black Mirror, where mm-hmm. they order the episodes in the seasons weird. If you go top oh. to bottom, it's episodes season six through one but episodes one through end oh so it's season six one two three season five one two three like it goes yeah and then or if you go but you know the opposite direction it's season one but it starts at the end of the season oh and so there's that's I don't frustrating know, what's weird is like and i so like I, i'm like <coughs> what if i watch and i'm like scrolling through and it's like i had watched in my my last bout of black mirror watching i had gotten through the first first episode i think of season two which would have been white or white christmas
1: uh that's the last episode of season two okay then it was it's still like the, the christmas special yeah
0: i just finished season two so basically recently what i watched was um nosedive
1: okay the one with bryce dallas howard where it's like social credits so far is
0: my favorite one
1: interesting okay
0: of all, I don't know what it is. Oh, I, I know a few reasons. One, mm-hmm. Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard is phenomenal. She's
1: having so much fun <laughs> in that.
0: <laughs> uh, two is it is a it it, it it it's a metaphor, for the most part, a metaphor of something that actually I really care about, which mm-hmm. is like money discrepancy and money buying happiness and like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, which is actually kind of funny because it's a whole. So like it 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 blends two social issues of being loved by everyone but also rich people like wanting to be rich and thinking that you will get to the point of being rich that like you will find happiness but people who are poor Mm -hmm. can also have their own happiness like you have the Mm -hmm. woman who's been in so many movies who's who used to be quote-unquote rich Mm -hmm. and then crashed and she's like you know what i just feel happy that i can do whatever i want i'm not like living by the means of the stuff um it's kind of funny because in that scene I swear they just dropped the metaphor and you could take that scene like the two of them having that Mm -hmm. conversation and you and apply it to having money. Mm -hmm. And it would completely it would that's exactly what they're talking about. They never mentioned the point system or anything. It's literally about being on top and being happy trying to trying to like I can get to a certain point and I can feel like I can just be okay. And it's kind of like this like the reason that really resonated for me is because. I struggle with that personally mm-hmm. of like of my, my, I grew up with my parents who were really well off. They're like really frugal. So like that gave them a sense of comfort and I grew up right. with a sense of comfort. And now us being <coughs> zillennials in the society that we are, we're struggling to
2: mm-hmm.
0: get to that point. And I'm like, you know what? If I can just get to that, that level that I know I can just be okay. Then I'll be fine. But also I've been saying that among like the past five pay raises I've gotten, and it doesn't feel like i'm getting any closer. It's right. so, like i struggle with that a lot personally and that episode just really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Also, the coloring. I don't know if you rec- if you noticed it. Mm-hmm. I don't think i would have noticed it if i hadn't if i just watched it normally. Mm-hmm. Um, but i thought i had seen that episode. I think i saw the first 5 minutes of the episode okay. oh forever ago. So like i saw the first 5, five minutes it's like i think i've seen this but i don't remember how it ends and i kind of fast forwarded like uh, just Went through and I saw the sure. know, thumbnails of every ten seconds on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And you can see how much they use color mm-hmm. in everything. Like the like it's all pastels and like people yeah. are like you have a guy who's like wearing green like a pastel green like a dark green color, but everything behind him is a light green pastel color and it's just like really strong coloring in frames and that really just popped at me. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so cool. Yeah. Um and just like the ending of it was just I liked, I liked and I didn't like, but I liked that I didn't like it in a way that I didn't like the ending of it.
1: (laughs) I like half of you half as much as you deserve and the other (laughs) half deserve Um, to like half of you. I
0: think that's something that I experience a lot with Black Mirror is that you get to the end of it. Like what the ending happens and you're like, I didn't like that, but I like that they made, I like the reason that they made me not like it. Yeah just again so weird
1: (laughs) yeah you okay so you don't like with like sort of within story within universe you're like okay that is unsatisfying or
0: depressing depressing or
1: upsetting but
0: but the point of it yeah gets across and it feels satisfying that you got
1: it gets you to think about the themes and the, the contours of the ideas and all that
0: so i watched that one i watched um the waldo i can't remember what it's called but the waldo moment the waldo moment um, oh
1: i you should have told me you were watching black mirror because that is my favorite episode if you stop it the second the credits start
0: that is something okay yes i completely agree i hated the things after the credits yeah however i continue to watch through the credits i mm-hmm. feel like it's I, I remember hearing something that like they kind of tend to ruin it through the credits like, like, there's been other episodes I think where it's I've, like... I
1: think I've told you that before. You that specific thing with Waldo. Uh,
0: because the other one that I really enjoyed was the... Uh, I don't know the name of it. She filmed the torture of a little girl. She wakes oh. up with amnesia and uh, white that bear. Yeah. Uh, that was one of those movies, or one of those uh, episodes that, while I'm watching it, I'm like, I come up with a theory... And I really like my theory. Mm-hmm. And then like five minutes later, it's like, that is not at all. I'm like, cool. I'm going to write that theory down on my phone and make my own thing of that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, because like I had, but that one was like, that one was so exciting because it, it all 100% makes sense. Yeah. But it does not let you have a single bit of it until the actual reveal. Yeah. And that's, that's how the like plot twists are done. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. Otherwise you don't you get basically by the end of it, there's three ways plot twists happen, in M. Night Shyamalan. One <laughs> is like this, where it all completely makes sense. You go back and watch it and it completely makes sense all the right. way, but the entire time you're film forming these theories that do not happen and then they and right. the, the movie reveals it to you all at once and it all goes oh shit that makes so much more
1: sense everything clicks into place
0: two is that they're trying to go for a plot twist but they've been planting seeds a little too strongly and you start to piece it together on your own yeah um
1: which there's an attraction to that as well you get the audience in on the mystery yeah
0: um and espionage can be a good way to do that sure um actually back to that first example uh batman does that really well Mm -hmm. we're like you don't get any of it like you kind of it's like oh he's just a bad guy he's just doing shit and then like yeah. everything behind it comes all out in that uh yep. that interview or three they form their theories and then it's like blah 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 you form your theories blah, blah blah and they get to the reveal and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever it's fully out of left field m night most of m night Shyamalan
1: <laughs> plot twist for the sake of plot twist. exactly
0: and this one i felt i that this was the first one and this one was yep. really well done
1: uh, let me push back really quick on okay. your disparaging of m night Shyamalan
0: sixth sense oh, at yes. least no, no, no
1: that one makes sense he does
0: have good ones but he is now at a point where he's just trying to do it because he thinks that or that's what he's known for and yeah. he's like that's the only way i'm gonna get success yep um
1: did you ever see old no okay the neither t- neither did i
0: okay <laughs> um doo-doo-doo. what is the what are the other ones i watched um those are the ones that stuck out to me the most
1: those those ones stuck out to me as well during my watch. What did you like about the Waldo moment? I want to talk about the Waldo moment.
0: Waldo moment. Uh I you know how much I like talking about politics. Yep. And how stupid and broken but also like necessary and fascinating like the world of politics within our modern world is. Yep. That's exactly what I like to think about. Mm-hmm. Like all of it. Like how can how showmanship in politics yeah. is a thing that I Despise so much, like yep. Stephen Colbert and John Stewart. I liked because they were political comedians. Mm-hmm. I hate when people like Jimmy Kimmel and well, not Jimmy Kimmel is alright. He's, he's kind of tempers it. I don't like Jimmy Fallon. Like when they mm-hmm. talk about politics, you're not a politics person. Stay in your lane with entertainment stuff. Yep. Like stop doing that stuff. But like uh, John Stewart and Stephen Colbert were genuinely intelligent people. Yeah, joking about the stuff, and that's the stuff I like. And Waldo was like the, like everything he did was not intelligent. It was just dick jokes and like just laughing in the face of things. And then was like, oh, vote for me, and I got like the Trump thing, where it's just like, ah, you like the showmanship (coughs) of it. Except I think this came before Trump. Huh? I think it it came before Trump. But like that—that's what I'm saying—is like it. that's the thing about black mirror. That's Mm -hmm. actually something I I wrote down my theory of how to create a black mirror type of thing. Um, you take, so my theory of how to to do that, I wrote it down is, um, take something in society that, so there's a couple ways, take something in society that scares you Mm -hmm. about like just kind of the way society works. Sure. Spiders,
1: mostly spiders
0: (laughs) and write a worst case scenario. About, big spiders <laughs> about that do it at least twice and smash them together because i feel like every black mirror episode mm-hmm. i've watched has included at least two sociological or like so society cultural political economic fear mm-hmm. and paired them together well okay and kind of shoved it in your face or two come up with something that you think would be really cool to have and do everything that you can to make it go wrong and oh, okay. that, that's the one that I was, that's the other one I was thinking about, mm-hmm. uh, Hated by the Nation. Ah. That yes. one is like, oh, this is a cool thing that can happen. What is everything that could go wrong <laughs> with something like this? Yeah. Um, and the other part of it is like with all that stuff. So I like, think of something mm-hmm. that would, that, that is like worst case scenario and then put the perspective in someone else. Yeah. Uh, so like the Hated by the Nation thing is like, oh, like. You, I'm afraid of like saying something wrong and getting canceled and everyone hates me mm-hmm. and someone will kill me right now. Change the perspective, put it in the detective of the person who, yeah, like of, of that murder, mm-hmm. like change who, like, where, where are you going at it? White bear. White bear. That's the yes, ultimate perspective
1: change right there.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's literally like, Oh, what if like we punish people in certain ways? Like I would love to be able to just like give this person the justice they deserve change the perspective. Yeah. And then the only natural way to put that is. <laughs> yeah. And so like that's kind of like my theory on how you can create it. and so when we're g- about to dive into our uh um short story writing stuff. Uh-huh. After our first round where I can start to to get words on paper. Sure. I want to try that. I want to try Yuri that formula. like that formula and see yep. like see what comes out.
1: Yep. I want to make one addition to your formula okay. or maybe an exception to the rule that proves the rule in some way mm-hmm. um i don't remember the name of it but the one with uh donal gleason uh, uh where comes be back. right back be right back that's it
0: that one i watched forever ago and i barely remember it okay <laughs> honestly
1: um imagine something you really really want and everything goes right and it's fine but how do you actually feel about it
0: okay i feel like that is a sub aspect of the think of something that would be cool yeah and so it's not like sort of, everything goes wrong but like yeah kind of does go wrong it, how is it not how does it not what you thought it would be right
1: yeah i mean it's not literally like it becomes a zombie monster right. and eats her or something but, but like
0: you didn't it's it's not him right that's what that's what it is right like she just like yeah. feels, does she end up killing him or like getting him to go away
1: no she just locks him in the attic and that's right sends him food yeah or something,
0: so I feel like it's. A, but yes, that the there are like there. I need to watch more and kind of. But like there, that's the general yeah. thing: is you change the perspective. It's something that you want, and how is it not what you want, right. or something you're afraid of, and how and and why are you afraid of it, and then change the perspective.
1: They've got those eight legs, man. It's just it's too many. <laughs> uh.
0: So yeah, I've been watching a lot of Black Mirror. Uh, I'm thoroughly depressed.
1: Yep. <laughs> You'll you'll be thoroughly depressed in subsequent seasons as the quality goes downhill.
0: I'm trying to trick myself into thinking that doesn't happen. Aren't there uh, like really enough. solid ones later on too?
1: My other favorite episode is also in season 4 and I really liked one in 5 as well.
0: Gotcha. I've been wanting to go back and watch um The thing that I don't like comprehensively about Black Mirror is they're all sad. Like they're all Yeah it's all bad. Yeah. And so like, it gets in like, I remember you told me like, it's the same, kind of the same thing with Bojack Horseman. Like you don't really want to watch more than a couple at a time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then you look at like love death and robots and mm-hmm. you know, you love watching the funny animations of all the ways to kill Hitler. Yeah. that's was delight. Like, And then like the robots that like, that are like with the cats. Yeah. That was so much fun. Yeah. Then you get stuff like pop squad where it's kind of depressing, but then like, and also my favorite, I, I remember the entire thing.
1: I still haven't. Any you haven't time. seen
0: Pop Squad? You haven't seen season two?
1: I haven't seen any since oh, Brendan's right. Bachelor Party. We had this Man, conversation last time. We
0: did. Man, you gotta get on it. I
1: know. I know. And
0: they're so short.
1: I know. <laughs> they're practically quibbies. <laughs>
0: oh, God. <laughs> I was thinking about Quibby the other day. So was I. I don't know oh, why. Oh, what a weird thing to happen. It was so short-lived. Um.
1: It was the quickest bite of them all.
0: Is that what Quibby meant? Yeah oh get out <laughs> uh i'm trying to think if i've if watched anything else what else happened what are other ones i think i think those are the only ones that i watched so far they're also like an hour long so it yeah takes a while to get through it uh so that's yeah those uh, i watched those i uh over the over caitlin's shoulder just finished sex in the city <laughs>
1: yeah i have some of those occasionally
0: um i was like she just i i'm playing my game my phone game while she's watching and I just watched the last two yeah. episodes and i don't think i want to watch that show ever
1: not enough sex or too much sex it's not enough city too much city
0: i had i i was watching it for like watching it over her shoulder for like the first couple seasons and i was like isn't this is supposed to be like a feminist show and she was like "Uh," she like she like didn't really know she's like i just like i can't remember what she said to it Mm -hmm. but then i looked it up and i was like um how do feminists feel about sex in the city and the line it gave was something like sex in the city did with feminism what like something did with something else like i wish i remember the analogy uh it did a bad thing for feminism
1: batman and robin did with batman and robin
0: yeah sure let's go with that (laughs) it it is so much about women wanting sex and like like Mm. it it basically it empowered the wrong parts of feminism and so you have like Mm -hmm. the the, and and honestly i if i was watching a show like sex in the city and it was four guys that would be the rapiest f- show i've ever seen in my life <laughs> my god it's literally that's just cool. four people talk like it's it's it, it, she has a column mm-hmm. about sex in new york city and like i get it that's like okay, kind of, sure. that's the central line of the show is, yeah. it's about sex and relationships and stuff yeah but god it it's just so much all the time and i think I feel that because I was only watching it over her shoulder, so I didn't get all of the character relationship and, like, that, like, Mm -hmm. the character development and everything. Fair. But, like, I, boy, do not want to watch that show at all. Okay. But apparently it's really good.
1: Well, people said that about Grey's Anatomy, but let me tell you how that Uh, over-the-shoulder watching is gone.
0: I haven't asked Kaylin how she feels about it. She wanted to, like, I think she liked it. (coughs) I, I... I don't know how much... I don't know if there's anything that she, like, loves that is, like, her favorite things of all time. Interesting. Probably Thor.
1: Thor, the original Thor with yeah. the weird eyebrows?
0: Yeah. Dutch tilt.
1: Dutch tilts and eyebrows. <laughs>
0: there's so many Dutch tilts. It's a um, weird
1: movie to be a favorite movie, you know?
0: Well, she just loves Chris Hemsworth. Like it's, it, She doesn't have, like... She doesn't okay. rationally love it. It's just... Sure. Uh... I've also been playing the new Lego Star Wars. I caved and bought it.
1: I think we talked about this last time a little bit. Did we? First mission.
0: <clears throat> oh.
1: Because you were playing it when I came over last time.
0: Right. Yes. That was the very first and I had no idea what was going on. It yep. is so much more open world. Like, it is. I Honestly, I love it. Okay. Um, For the majority of it. I'll get... uh, I I love that they don't... uh, Well, the thing with the original Lego Star Wars stuff is that everything about an episode was in one of the six missions. Right. And so you're playing the mission. You don't want to sit through dialogue stuff. So they kind of just like really cut a lot of the dialogue bits and like sped through and stuff uh, and then applied a lot of like combat stuff to things that weren't real combat. Mm -hmm. Um, They massively fixed that because basically what happened is you do a mission that is kind of like the combat like action sequences and sure stuff, and then you would leave the level and then you do open world bits where you'd go and talk to people and do so like let's say uh-huh. episode two when you go and talk to dexter mm-hmm. that is not in a level so you can't replay it but like you go and do it in the open world stuff and uh-huh. so you're getting the story bits uh, okay while the level stuff that you go and you play and do things are action based, okay, uh, and so I like that a lot. The thing I don't particularly like is that the collectibles. So there's like little the uh, Kyber cubes, good stuff. They're like little two by two sure. bricks that you go and uh, you pick up, and those are the things that you use to level up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there are thirty in each planet. Okay, there's a lot of planets in Star Wars. Yeah. And they're all puzzle based too. Uh. And that sounds fun if it was something like Batman Arkham stuff, where Uh every puzzle is really unique and challenging. And Uh like, I literally would spend like 10 minutes solving a puzzle. Yeah. In this one, they're all different colors of like the same 10 puzzles. Uh Every planet has one that you have to shoot four targets within a small amount of time. There's a bunch of buttons that you have to hit within a small amount of time. There's one hidden target you have to shoot uh there's a lever that you have to like jump up and switch
1: yeah. Like there's like
0: 10 types of puzzles they're <clears throat> all just like in different places
1: well it's got to be easy for small children right
0: yeah i get it but also my god make it i feel like there's a fine line between making a game accessible for children mm-hmm. and enjoyable for people like who are just young adults wanting to play the game? Yeah, because like you can do maybe five of them are like easily solvable mm-hmm. for kids, and because no kid is going to want to go and complete the entire thing. Although I did just read an article about how like uh, checklist RPGs are killing the RPG genre, which I kind of agree with. Even though I'm like a fully a compre- like a completionist person, like I like yeah. Witcher Three because I can I can see everything and I want to go and do it all. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of thing I liked about red dead is that there wasn't that Mm -hmm. is that you just stumbled upon things so much more and it felt more real. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, that's the thing I have wrong with. I have a problem with Lego, the new Lego star Wars. (coughs) It feels repetitive and grindy. Sure. Um, the dialogue is kind of funny. They make fun of a lot of things about the movies. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, in episode nine, Ray is doing the thing where she connects with the force and here's the, everyone talking to her and you have like uh, Luke. It's like, this is everything you've trained for or whatever. And then immediately after it's Anakin going, I don't like sand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they have so many jokes Very about that. Good. Like if you ever have Vader, like, so you can play the different characters. Yep. And I think I talked about this last time. Uh, if you have Vader and you pick up one of the Kyber cubes or Kyber bricks, uh, one of the things he will say about it is, uh, Oh, this is great, and it's not covered in sand. Even better. (laughs) Um, So they have like a bunch of good bits about that. Um, So there's there's a lot of like funny stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Um, I have uh, if you like, I've been experimenting with all the different characters. Like I'll have I'll change out my entire lineup of characters Mm -hmm. because they're like different types of characters. There's the scoundrel, which is like Han and Chewy, and a couple other people are just like kind of like let Lando Mm -hmm. got the hero, which is the generic one that everyone is. Uh, you have the Jedi, which are obvious, the Sith, which are obvious, the enemy, which are like stormtroopers and Mm -hmm. Imperial and stuff. Officers, uh, and Grievous, you've got bounty hunters, which are obvious. So you've got all these different types and like, Each of them do different things. And so I'll like trade them all out every once in a while to get like new interactions between the two of them. And if you have, so you've got the two people walking around that you can switch between the two. Uh, and depending on who the other one is, when you change to a person, they'll have they may have an interaction. Mm -hmm. And if you change to uh Ray while Kylo was the other one, she'll be like, "You're a monster," and it'll be like, "I know." Can we get going? (laughs) (laughs) Cute little interactions like that. It's fun. Um, now the thing I wanted to talk about with Lego Star Wars is not really about Lego Star Wars. It's about the movies. Okay, we know that. Oh my god, what is Seven called?
1: Force Awakens. Force
0: Awakens is basically, is 100% episode four. It is so much episode four when it's distilled down to its true essence in Lego Star Wars form. Oh yeah. Literally like the first five minutes is, uh, Rebel safe, uh, Safe Harbor is attacked by Imperial Place. Yep. Uh, and Hero Person puts important data file in Astromech to be sent out into desert to find other hero in desert like yeah that similar yeah that is insane like and yep. I know the similarities like oh, continue yeah. to go through but it is just crazy how similar how exactly the same the beginning of the movies are yeah um I also it also revealed to me how one of my big issues with like prequelitis mm-hmm. is the one of the things I I hate about the prequel trilogy is that there is not a challenge that is overcome,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like it? Th- that's something that I feel like a lot of prequels struggle to do. Is that like uh, I need to go back and watch Rogue One again because I feel like Rogue One does th- does it right, mm-hmm. where they have the goal, they have their struggles, and they achieve it. Albeit there's things that happen then that lead into the yeah the other movies. But like the prequels don't do that. Everyone loses.
1: You saw Dune, right? Huh? You saw Dune, right?
0: Well, that's just the first part.
1: Well, yeah. Prequels are just the first part.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a second part. Like that that the story. What? No, but the prequel's <laughs> like it's that that well, that's the problem. You have the story already. You're doing a prequel, you need to do a story Mm-hmm. yes it is a prequel and so you need to set things up but there still needs to be a cohesive yeah, story no, that's, that's fair
1: i'm mostly teasing you i
0: know uh well, i didn't know now i know you're being a dick <laughs> i'm drinking uh but it's just like everyone loses at the end and yeah. like that that's that's the trilogy yeah you should be able to watch a prequel and still get a satisfaction at the end yeah uh and, and i think you do that with rogue one like my issues with Rogue yes one notwithstanding you still get that. And I think that's one of the things with Solo 2 is you don't really get that.
1: Yeah, not um, so much.
0: So I was, it's It's funny that I'm talking about it because on TikTok, literally hours ago, I saw a guy who was like, y'all are sleeping on the soundtrack of uh, of Rogue One. And it's like this thing, and he's explaining, I'm like, now here's my thing. And we've talked about this. I don't mm-hmm. think we've talked about it on the episode. Giacchino is a Full hit or miss for me. Yeah. Because on the one hand, Batman Ooh. and the Star Trek soundtracks Ooh. are solid pieces of art.
1: Incredibles.
0: Incredibles. Incredible. Cool. I, I didn't know he did that. Yeah. I keep thinking Brad Bird did all of it. I know he's a director, but I, but yeah, solid, solid soundtracks. His other stuff that I know of, Rogue One and... uh. Doctor Strange are very just derivatives of something else. Yeah. His rogue one stuff is just and not good derivatives. It's like a mimicry rather than a development from Yeah. of Williams work. Yep. Like it just feels like a weird like the villain uh villain theme is just a kind of a bad combination of Vader and Kylo Ren. Yep. Um and then uh Doctor Strange is literally just enterprising young men. From Star Trek. Yep. And so it's just like, I don't know if he, like, he's good, but he really phones it in when he phones it in. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I get, I didn't know this before, that Alexandra Desplat was on board to do the soundtrack until four months before the release of Rogue One. Oh, yeah. And so he had no time to really come up with something original. So I bet yeah. that that
1: uh, that's got to be a big part of the challenge. That's
0: part of that. And then with uh, Dr. Strange, it was probably that the director came to him and was like, hey, I want you to do what I want. Dr. Strange sound in this. And he's like, can I just do Dr. Strange again? I got other things to work on. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I give him that. But yeah. like people need to stop appreciating the things that he probably knows are the exact same as other stuff.
1: Yeah how dare you other people appreciate the things that you like you should appreciate other things instead that we like yeah
0: you must agree with us exactly if you like hellboy then i will not associate myself with you
1: to be specific the 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 2019 2019 movie the 2004 one with ron perlman is pretty solid the sequel is actually also pretty solid and the comics are quite good
0: comics are comics are quite good
1: yes (laughs) sure
0: Uh, (laughs) um i
1: think
0: that's Pretty much.
1: Should we talk about Moon Knight? We
0: should talk about Moon Knight.
1: All right. We're both caught up through episode four, four as of this recording. That's
0: only that's all that's out right now. Yep. Still my favorite MCU show. Okay. Um, I this last episode was not as strong as the the first three. Okay. Uh, to me, I feel at least um uh, with just certain. It didn't feel as exciting. It felt like it was just kind of like continuing on the trajectory it's been saying. Yeah. Until the very end. Right. Where you're like, what? what is going on? Um, yeah. Hopefully people are caught up.
1: Should we drop some spoilers?
0: Let's drop some spoilers.
1: It's going to be hard to talk about this without some spoilers. Yeah. I think.
0: And I can't wait for people to have already seen episode five before listening to this. Episode. Exactly. Um,
1: spoilers through episode four of Moon Knight.
0: Yeah um totally in his head probably obviously like literally everything even like the um harrow's office is literally just like the room that harrow owns or whatever mm-hmm. but fully painted white yeah like they reuse that set intentionally yeah. obviously um all the people that he sees like it's i it's when you die your brain releases a chemical mm-hmm that is a very powerful hallucinogen Mm -hmm. Uh, people do that drug sometimes um i think that's what's happening and he's about to get some like and some voodoo egyptian magic stuff because he's in that sure uh in that tomb he's about to get some like real strong revelation about the nature of god the egyptian gods and stuff that's gonna and be like all right you have your second chance now go and save the world and they'll be like mine in a suit or something
1: they're king they've been king all along yeah something like that um yeah uh hannah had a very interesting insight after we watched the episode um she remarked that it reminded her a lot of the scene in the train station in deathly hallows yeah um all white and she pointed out the specific line that harry asks Dumbledore. Is this all in my head? And Dumbledore says, my dear boy, of course it's in your head, but that doesn't mean it's not real. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a deliberate comparison that they're drawing, but I think there's definitely an analogy to be drawn there.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's definitely <clears> not <throat> that he's all, he's been in a mental institute this whole mm-hmm. time. Uh, they're trying to lead you to that. And I shame anyone who thinks that that's actually what it is. Pretty
1: implausible. Uh, and I wouldn't be shocked if they left it a little ambiguous even by the end like could it have all been
0: i i think there's enough in the marvel universe that like this being fake it's like this could totally be real you have doctor strange yeah no
1: it could be which is why you can get away with that sort of ambiguity Mm -hmm. and actually pay it off um because that's kind of the attraction of the moon knight character to begin with just from the comics is okay he's kind of got this duality of like okay is he an actual avatar of an egyptian god or is he just a crazy person that goes around and beats up people at night
0: yep i uh cannot wait to hear just totally girl voice from a hippo (laughs) that is just that i was not expecting that voice i love it so much that was good um i'm excited to see where this goes
1: i'm still on board This is probably comfortably my third favorite Marvel show at this point.
0: Behind Loki.
1: Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm certainly not hating it, but I'm just, I haven't been super invested in it. I feel like Um, there's a lot of just, I don't know. Um, The visuals are very strange. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like the lighting just always seems off. And I don't know if that's a deliberate choice because of just, it seems like it's a, it might be fake. Mm-hmm. or something um the you know the acting's really good and the yeah. the character work is really good with mark and steven playing off each other um but a lot of the a lot of the bits and pieces that make up the story feel very cliched and kind of uninteresting okay you killed my father no but i was there when he died yeah um
0: I think that's kind of the same realm that, like, that's yeah. why this one was a weaker episode for me. Yeah. Or it was just like, ah, oh. it <clears throat> was like, he, has, he hasn't told you the truth.
1: Yeah, a little melodrama well, for I was you like, there.
0: All right. Let's wrap it up.
1: Also, um, I think one of my big underlying problems is they did too good a job selling me on the villain. Like, if there's a god that knows if someone is going to commit evil in the future and they have like a, you know, an all encompassing timeline wide view. Okay. I'm fine with you meeting out justice that way.
0: So what I think they're about to do hit me with it. So this whole theme had been played out in winter soldier already having an algorithm that you can tell if someone's going to commit terrorism Mm -hmm. based on their history and everything. And we kill them before they can. Mm-hmm. The answer to that is... No! Destroy! Am Captain America!
1: <laughs>
0: That's the solution. Yep. If they were to do the same thing... No! Destroy! Prison God! And kill villain! Yep. Am Moon Knight! Completely derivative and... I can't imagine... That this guy who... Was literally a completely unknown director mm-hmm. found out they wanted to make a Moon Knight. Wrote a giant outline <coughs> to a mini series he wanted to do. Sent it to them, and they hired him on the spot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There's no way that he would be doing that. Probably he has to be not. far more creative. And so what I think is going to happen is that it is what the vil or what the bad thing is is Harrow's interpretation. Okay, it's not that the Egyptian god says kill them. Mm-hmm. It's that this person has. Chaos or bad in their heart Let's rehabilitate them Reha- I said that weird rehabilitate them Okay I think that what's about to happen is that we may get Like the hippo person mm-hmm. Hippo god may give him insight As to what the actual Egyptian god Feels And that hero has been corrupting her message
2: uh. So
0: like and, and like everyone's been like Corrupt like that mm-hmm. people don't It's like it's everyone wants black and white And including right. Ra Who sees this and is like, "Ah, you want to kill everyone, but, like, maybe Ahmed's just like, no. Like, I can see that a person's bad, but I don't just want to kill them. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's not a me thing, but, like, maybe Ra didn't, like, or, like, the humans, like, every person that she gets as an avatar has been, like, (coughs) corrupting that, and she keeps getting screwed.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well I mean, maybe she used to do that, maybe she used to just kill people and then she got imprisoned in stone for a while and had a chance to sort of think things over,
0: yeah, that too.
1: I have to imagine that'd be a pretty harrowing experience get being here. stuck in stone all that time.
0: get out of here I uh so that's my theory,
1: okay, I don't they, hate can't, it.
0: they can't just do exactly what winter soldier was. they can they can.
1: It's not like the MCU's never reused a plot before.
0: It's true. If they do, I will be very disappointed. Yeah. And it'll immediately drop below Loki for me. Fair enough. All right.
1: Short stories.
0: Short stories.
1: What we reading?
0: What you been reading? I'll, uh... So we decided to just kind of keep it to a couple. So that we don't... Yeah. Go over all of the stuff we read. Yep. I think... few that have stuck out to me the most so one i don't remember pretty much any of the names or any of the people that wrote them
1: this is gonna be good
0: right uh it is the something of bachelors and the uh something of maids it's a two-part short story Of this guy who just goes to basically, like, the Knights Templar Mm -hmm. where they are. And they're all just, like, a bunch of cool dudes who love where they are and blah, blah, blah. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, look at, like, this camaraderie. And I did this and I drank and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the second part is, like, a perfect mirror image of, like, I went to this really depressing cold place where all these women who don't have families go and (laughs) print paper and stuff. And, like... (laughs) Stories a lot gonna, better than that. I
1: was going to instinctively say comics are weird, but not <laughs> even.
0: Um, I I enjoyed that. So, let's back up a little bit. This is my first time actually like intelligently attempting short stories. Yep. We had to read short stories when we were in school, but I didn't give a shit. I never read them. I didn't pay attention. Yep. It, they're so diverse and so strange and unique mm-hmm. in how they are that like there's so many different ways you can approach. Like you have like. A short story of a person who just kind of goes along and does a thing mm-hmm. and like experiences other people. It's so mm-hmm. like that's like what one of those ones is. Uh, yeah, just like this. Uh, there's a one called The Storm mm-hmm. where it's just uh, <clears throat> it's like five parts. The first part is basically one paragraph of this father and daughter at a grocery store or something, mm-hmm. and a storm's rolling, and they're like, Oops, hope mom's like gonna batting down the hatches back at home mm-hmm. the next one is like next part is a little like the longest one and she's at home and she's like oh the storm's coming in i'm gonna bat down the hatches and take care i hope my husband and my daughter are safe wherever they are and then like this neighbor comes in and is like hey I haven't seen you in so long or whatever and,
1: mm-hmm. and then they
0: make out and like, Ooh. there's, like, a very, like, strong infatuation between the two of them that has lasted, that has existed for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then he goes off, and then the storm's over, and then the next part is, like, the, the husband and daughter come back, and, like, everything's fine. Like,
1: and it's, it's not
0: anything like, oh, like, I did a thing. It's just kind of like, no, like, that wasn't anything more than a chaste infatuation that she did, but, like... Her actual heart is with her family and stuff. Mm -hmm. Then the next chapter is uh, the guy who came writing a letter to his wife for, like, a paragraph. And then the last part is, like, two sentences of the wife receiving the letter and being like, I'm glad my husband's having a good, uh, is, like, is doing well. Like, just. Interesting. Like, that story is, like, that is, that's fascinating of just kind of this little, little event. And yeah, all the parties kind of involved even though even if it's like indirectly yeah um telltale heart was one of the ones i read
1: oh classic very a good. good one
0: um uh it's in chronological order so it's like the oxford collection of american story short stories yeah so you can and
1: start with like some washington irving exactly
0: and, you know. and so like i got two stories right at the beginning that were all about a person who was a, whose life was before the Revolutionary <coughs> War, and now they are after the Revolutionary War yep. and are all confused and such. And so I was like, I read the two of those, and I was immediately off to like a rough start of, am I just going to get a bunch of this first? And then immediately got Telltale Horror. Yeah, did, like, nope. did
1: no one tell you that's just... that. That's what short stories are. <laughs> all it's about, all people who they're all about uh, they're, their life was before the American <laughs> Revolution, and then the they come back, and it's after. Yep. That's it. That's the entire genre.
0: Um,
1: Fortunately, it makes it really easy to write. Yeah, built-in formula there.
0: Um, I don't remember any of the other ones I read.
1: Okay, I guess that's the memorable ones then.
0: I think it is. I think it's like the 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 ones that stick out to me are the ones that are just like really unique. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, there was one where it was a girl who like, um. A she was just out out and about. She's like a young girl in like New Orleans or like some like swamp in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. She's like out and about, and then this guy shows up with a gun, and she's like, "Oh my god, this guy's gonna kill me!" And then he's like a super nice guy, and she brings him back to the house, and mm-hmm. like he stays there, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm a I'm an ornithologist, and I'm trying to like find." unique birds and stuff like that. And she's like, and she's like a really young girl and he's kind of like a young man. So she's like, kind of like,
1: is this a a stealth where the crawdads sing prequel?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh, And so she's like, you know what? I'm going to like help this guy out. Okay. And he's like out on the search for like a certain kind of white hair and specific white hair. And she's like, Mm -hmm. I've seen that thing. And so she gets up really early in the morning and goes out and like climbs a tree and like keeps an eye she's like i'm gonna find that thing and i'm gonna find out where like it goes home and so Mm -hmm. i can tell him and she's and she sees it and it's kind of this whole thing of like that thing is beautiful and i don't want to like ruin it Mm -hmm. and so she goes back down and she and he's like yeah do you like see it and she's like nope and then he kind of goes off and never finds it and she's like I, did, I was kind of like, I saved a bird's life or whatever.
1: I, like, I did a good thing. I, prevented, I say it so
0: casually. But I
1: prevented like, the advancement of science today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, well, he just like stuffed them. Like he wanted a collection of like the different stuff. Oh, so, like, so, It wasn't the advancement of science. It was art or whatever. You've gone
1: and ruined my bit. Good. Prevented the advancement of art. Yeah. There you go.
0: Hate art. Art sucks.
1: Art's pretty terrible.
0: Um. So, I don't know. It's just short stories are so casual yeah until they're telltale heart
1: yeah that one's less so
0: and literally anything else edgar Allan poe writes For the most um, part, i think we were talking about short stories were you were you there when i was talking about short stories with kaylin
1: probably not um
0: have you ever read the lottery no apparently she read that like four times in school and she's been asking everyone if they've read it and no one else has read it.
1: It made a huge impression on one of the other music composition students. The Euro was a composition student. Uh, uh, so much so that she was thinking about writing a one-act opera on it. Interesting. Not sure if she ever did.
0: Should check up on that. No, I'm just kidding. Don't. But, but it's in the it's in the mm-hmm. collection and I'm going to wait to... I want to read it without mm-hmm. her knowing that I've read it. I guess I haven't told her it's in it yet. Mm-hmm. Read it and then just like make like a... Very specific comment that will definitely be from it. See if she notices. Make a whole bunch of references to it. Yep. Um But yeah, it's for me so far this challenge has been really enlightening on what short stories are. Mm-hmm. Less about like reading them and like and what about them I like what sure. about each one I like, but more yeah. of like the the medium of short story. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to start writing some because I have so many Good. ideas of, of some that are of like, and they're of all the different kinds of ways you can do a short story. Cause I yeah. feel like Edgar Allan Poe's all are kind of like the same type of story. It's like about a person yeah. doing a thing that is pretty much horrifying or existential or whatever, exactly. uh, but he doesn't really do any of the slice of life ones where a person just experiences people having dinner, the bachelors having dinner, mm-hmm. um, but I've got a lot of ideas of like all these different diverse things, and it'd be really exciting to, yeah, try my hand at it. Handy medium. Yeah.
1: Go. All right. I also read a bunch of short stories. You did. Um, the so I'm basically choosing at random each day. I have a die that I roll. Um, oh, really? To choose between uh, one of three collections. Okay. Um. So one is Stream System, which is the collected short fiction of Gerald Murnane, okay. who is a really weird eccentric Australian dude who's won the Nobel prize in literature. Um, and he writes really weird eccentric Australian Nobel prize worthy short stories and novels. Okay. Um, and also essays and stuff. Um, one is vermin, which is a connection by Laurie Hannell. Um, she's a, I believe a Canadian writer. Um, not very well known. This is one that I picked up at a bookstore cause I thought, Oh, this looks interesting. Let's okay. see how it goes. Um, and then, uh, uh, I guess it's technically just a volume of the collected short stories of Philip K. Dick. Okay. Um, this one in particular is titled, we can remember for you wholesale, which is, uh, the name of the story that total recall is based on, which is included in that collection.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So got that to look forward to at some point. Cool. Um, so I've been reading a good mix of those. Um, two that stuck out to me in particular, one is nurse Ingrid by Laurie Hannell. Um it's basically a recently widowed single mom who uh is making some money with her friends on the side by selling used panties on the internet interesting it's heartbreaking oh not really it's just kind of it it like it she's grieving the whole time just mm-hmm. a little bit and it's like it's it's sad but it's kind of funny but it's um it is sort of slice of lifey. Um, it's, it's just, it's a very interesting, it it gets inside a particular emotion in a particular characters, this particular character's head, um, in a, just a really striking way, I think within 15 pages. Um, and so I thought that one was really impressive. Um, I'm finding that this is Laurie Hanel's approach as she takes a very striking way to get inside a, a character's head and um explain the character nicely. Okay. Um and then uh one of the Philip K Dick stories uh called Precious Artifact really stuck with me. Um so he's a he's a sci-fi writer. Mm-hmm. Um he wrote the short story that Total Recall is based on. He wrote the short story that Minority Report is based on. He wrote the novel that Blade Runner is based on. Mm-hmm. Busy dude. Um and like most science fiction writers, um he tends to he is often in danger of falling into the trap of making stories more about ideas than about actually telling a story or a character right. or something. And so a lot of them are very superficial and i I was really not into many of the stories. I was like, okay, this is kind of funny. There's one about a species of aliens called the fnuls that um, are, uh, they, they can sort of, they mimic humans, but the problem is they're too small Huh. two feet tall as so there's a bunch of two foot tall real <laughs> estate salesman and invading Provo, Utah. <laughs> it's a, it's a weird one. Um, anyway, uh, precious artifact really stuck with me. It's so basically the story is, um, it is, uh, the, the main character is an engineer who lives on Mars. Um, earth became super over- overpopulated. And so they started colonizing Mars. Um, and then there was a war on Earth between uh, the Earthlings, Terrans, he calls them, and the Proxmen, who are some sort of alien mm. race that look a lot like people. Um, but we don't know. We don't really know what the origin is. I'm not sure what that is. Um, and basically, uh, this engineer on Mars uh, is invited to go back to Earth and visit because um, he's done some really good work on the uh, terraforming or farm building or whatever it is that they engineer on mars um so he wants to come back to earth and uh look at some opportunities to do similar things there um but he is suspicious that um so in this war in the past uh, the the terrans won mm-hmm. um earthlings won he is suspicious that they didn't actually win he has convinced mm. himself that the proxmen won and are telling everyone that the the terrans won um and so he goes back and um things progress from there i'll kind of leave it ambiguous um and that one it's it's an interesting idea and the execution is fine but again i really loved the way they got into the character's head like he's gotten kind of despondent living on this sort of um stale antiseptic mars and he's just he's doing nothing but just doing his work and Mm -hmm. life has gotten really dry for him and so he's sort of thinking about what brings more meaning into his life um what he needs in addition to just you know doing the work yeah um and it's interesting just him kind of fighting his own despondency there and thinking about what would help him overcome it um so overall i think the thing that i've been learning from this well one thing i was thinking about before we get into writing our short stories is i'm not very good at writing characters Hmm. um i'm i'd like to write imagery and scenes and ideas and stuff but i I I don't know if I've just never been that interested in characters or if it's some psychological thing I could probably go on and on yeah. with, um, like, secretly a psychopath or something. and don't <laughs> believe that people exist and so I don't care <laughs> about characters, but uh, then I won't bore you with that. Um, but I, I think that that'll be a useful goal for me for these short stories is to write character-focused short yeah. stories, taking inspiration from some of these. So there you go.
0: Can I challenge you, since you're, even though you're not challenging me to stories, because I have several ideas. Well, actually, I may mm-hmm. have you challenge me for one of them. Sure. Um, I want to challenge you to one. Okay. I want you to do a two-part short story. Okay. There's a conversation between two people. Okay. And each of the parts is the other, per- is one of the person's perspectives, like their inner monologues while it's happening. It can be like, Interesting. It, it can be as long of a conversation as you want, or as short a shorter conversation as one. Okay. But like each one is from like a first person perspective of each of them okay and so you're getting all of like so it'll be a lot of crafting of like what the actual what is happening right
1: you have to write the whole you conversation have
0: to understand both of them and have them have a conversation interesting that may like it, it won't make you great at writing characters but i feel like that's an aspect of character writing that may
1: yeah that may no it's valid. i mean it's a useful technical exercise and if i can make it interesting that's a good goal i like it okay
0: mommy me... yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dude I cannot wait for you to read the one that I'm not going to tell you about
1: I can't wait to read the one that you're not going to tell me about I am
0: terrified to write it To be frank
1: That's that's a good step <laughs> You know what Stephen King says It's going to be rough You know what Stephen King says What does he say Scariest moment about writing is the moment before you start putting words on the page
0: I will say no more I feel like the more I say it, the more I'm going to start giving away what it is Okay <laughs> uh yeah so that's 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 uh that's that's the short stories reading so now we're gonna go
2: write
0: a short story a week yep and then i pitched this to you over text we haven't talked about it in person Mm -hmm. uh andy gave us the idea to then do a third part of the challenge where we both have read each other's short stories Mm -hmm. and we choose one of the others to tell them to should we say give them a month?
1: let's do maybe two weeks two
0: weeks to rewrite again a couple times
1: yeah do some deep dive revising and editing
0: because yeah. also like because the thing for me let's let's talk about this because i feel like this is more like a podcast thing now that mm-hmm. we talked about what do you hope to get from this
1: i want to get better at writing and i want to get more disciplined about making myself write. fair enough what do you want to get out of this
0: as many of the million words that are crap as possible <laughs> <laughs> i just i need to write shit i a I, and mm-hmm. I, I think I, I can't remember if i said this on the podcast or just or maybe we have had this conversation on the podcast
1: we've had parts of it
0: um it is so much easier to write a short story and by that I mean it's so much easier to write enough words in a short amount in a reasonable amount <laughs> of time to be considered a short story yeah. than it is a novel or anything else. Yeah. And so I just want to be able to some of the ideas I've had to do like to write stuff on instead of like writing a full grandiose novel about it just distill it down to one event and make yep. a short short story about it and yeah. see what I'm good at and what I'm not and like see if there's anything worth me writing. If there's not. I'll just stick to D and D because I feel like I'm pretty good at that.
1: Mm. But, there's probably something worthwhile for you in writing, but it'll take a little while to tease out what that is. Yeah.
0: Watch my very first one be like genuinely really good by accident.
1: <laughs> and and then like... you cha- and then you spend the rest <laughs> of your life chasing that high.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Okay. Anything else?
1: I think that's all I got. Shalspi. We? we probably better shallst uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find us on TikTok, where we're actually somewhat active, at Just Us Losers Pod. Um, you can sort of find us on social media on Facebook, on Twitter, at Just Us Losers Pod, on Instagram, that same at Just Us Losers Pod. Uh, we have a Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com. If you have specific short story challenge suggestions, um, I have one self generated idea and one Preston generated idea. I've still got. Two more blank slots that I don't know how I'm going to fill yet in my short story writing ex- escapades. Uh, Preston says he has three ideas, so he's still got a blank spot. If you've got a good idea, throw it at us. Um, yeah. It just could be a, a single word that we could we could try to do something with. And we'll uh we'll, we'll see where to go from there. So <clears throat> that's justusloserspod at gmail.com. Did we ever talk about that email Carter sent a month or so ago? No, we should do that next time. Though. We should do okay, that next time. Yeah, sorry, Carter. We're working on it. We'll get there. Uh, look forward to next week when we talk about something. I don't know. Week after next, we'll talk about our final thoughts on Moon Knight after it's all wrapped up. Yeah. Um, we'll get to actually a couple weeks from now. We should be talking about Doctor Strange. Yeah. In the madness of multiverse, we'll see that. I've we'll seen that we'll review that it'll be good it'll be a good time and without further ado i think that brings us to the end of the episode thanks everyone for listening bye 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 Bye.
0: i'm stretching
2: so